The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Now, a draft railway review is due to be published today with potential train routes to Cavan, Monaghan, Donegal, perhaps to be signed off by Cabinet. More uh, rail for freight and the whole idea of making uh, hourly services available between cities, faster times and uh, much, much more. Uh, to tell us a little bit more about it is Associate Professor at the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin, Brian Caulfield. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this is very ambitious, uh, should it all come to pass. Uh, what are the, the the bones of the report? Well, I suppose the, the, the report in itself, it's the first time there's been an all-island review of rail and the need for rail um, in, in the country. Um, looking at it, it has 30 recommendations. And as you mentioned there, some of them include reopening different um, lines and more freight um, rail by freight. Um and it's estimated, I've seen it, to cost at least $40 billion to deliver. And the split of that cost will be 75% in the Republic and then 25% in Northern Ireland. Now, viability is always a question when it comes to opening up new rail or reopening existing rail where the permanent way might still be extant. Um, do they look at viability at all? Because unless you've got the customers, you really don't have a business. I, I haven't seen the, the the full report or I've seen any of the, the analysis that's been done on it, but you would imagine that would have to be in there. There has to be some sort of a demand ma- demand that has been analysed as part of it. But I suppose the, the bigger picture on this is, you know, Ireland has some of the slowest rail speeds in Europe. It has the, the lowest percentage of electrified rail in Europe as well. If the rail is to compete with the car, it needs to get faster than the car. So you need to th- be thinking around speeds of maybe 150 to maybe 200 kilometres an hour between each of the main cities. Yeah. Now, I presume diesel uh, could deliver high speeds anyway. um, And there are also diesel hybrid, uh, which uses electrical power. But the generation of that power is by a diesel on board. But we want to decarbonise the whole system. That is really a very long term project, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I, again, I've seen reported this morning that this will take up to 25 years to deliver. So I suppose you can add a percentage onto that for how quickly we do these things anyway in this country. But yes, it, it, the, the ambition would be to electrify nearly all of the rail. Um, I, I believe as well, they're also looking into hydrogen as, as an option as well for, for the intercity services to decarbonise that part of our, our transport network. Yeah. So uh, they wouldn't have to electrify to decarbonise because uh, hydrogen, and particularly if it's green hydrogen uh, generated from the wind, uh, you've got uh, zero emissions there, which would be uh, great news. Um, How much of this, though, is doable in the short term? I mean, an hourly service between all the major cities, uh, two hourly service uh, between uh, less populated areas. How quickly is that doable? Um, I suppose it's as quickly as our, as our ambition wants us to go and, and, and the finances that are available for it. As I said, it's a 40 billion euro plan and we seem to hear about these billion euro plans nearly every day. Um, it's the capacity in terms of the, the planners and the engineers to actually deliver this network. Um, but I would hope when the plan is delivered today that there are some sort of um, short term goals, things that we can get quick wins out of. That would be really good to see w- within the report. Um but, it, you know, if you're living in Donegal and you're listening to the show this morning, um, I wouldn't be going to, 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 to plan a rail trip to Dublin anytime soon. I, I suspect that's probably maybe 10 or 15 years away. Now, the, the idea of that uh, trip to Donegal by rail would be accomplished uh, by a spur from the Dublin Belfast line, which would swing through Northern Ireland and end up in Derry. Um, whether or not they intended then to cross the foil and into Donegal, uh, I don't know yet. 
That's uh, I've seen it been reported that it would, and it, there would be a spur that would connect into Letterkenny, um, and so there would be a rail service that would 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 cover that part of the country, and it's it's been. It's been long overdue that that the, that part of the country is connected into our rail network, and then if we can make the trips from that part of the country and all the other parts of the country quicker to wherever it is, um, it will encourage more people to to use it. But I just, I hope as well that with this plan, it's not all roads or all rail lines lead to Dublin. That there's much better regional connectivity, and that could take the pressure off Dublin and bring more people to faster travel speeds, say, between Galway and Cork and Limerick, etc. So yeah. that would be would be very... Um, I mean, the, the idea that someday you might get a, a train from uh, maybe Letterkenny to Castlebar, Castlebar all the way down through Galway onto uh, Limerick and ultimately to Cork, that, that does sound like it might be several lifetimes away. It, it does a little bit, Pat. Um, and uh, given the current speed, it might take several lifetimes too, but... It is the ambition that 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 each of the different regional hubs would be interconnected by by rail and bringing in this low carbon option. Um, and then again, as well for freight, that we try to move as much freight from our roads, from the heavy goods vehicles onto 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 rail where possible. And, and that's a good idea. I mean, Dublin Port. We know uh, there's a lot of uh, container traffic going in and out of Dublin Port, and and uh, that by and large is delivered by truck. Uh, even though there is a rail line into Dublin Port. So uh, maybe a reimagining of all of that, uh, you you know, that you have a marshalling yard somewhere in the Midlands uh, and that's where the trucks leave from, hydrogen powered one hopes, uh, rather than uh, every truck uh, coming out of Dublin Port. Exactly. And then that would free up the, 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 the M50 and the roads around the M50 and around the port as well and decrease the congestion that we know is a big problem in that part of the city. But there's also talk of this spine between Ballina and, and uh, Ross Lair that they, you will be able to bring freight from one side of the country to the other side. And then again, to use um, the, the Europort there to, to bring that freight onto uh, mainland Europe. Now, uh, all of this sounds uh, great, uh, very ambitious in the report, although the timing of it uh, would reveal the true uh, scale of the ambition. But all I have to do to kind of uh, throw cold water over the whole thing and myself is to say Metro North. Exactly. And also, you know, these reports that come out from government and they talk about a strategic rail review. The first thing I would like to see in all of these reports is what was the progress since the last time you spent money on producing one of these reports? It was it was uh, quoted this morning that this report itself cost almost 1.4 million euro to produce. So let's hope this one doesn't collect dust and let's hope that some of the actions in it that actually come come to pass because as we know in, in in transport our emissions are only going up and the climate change advisory council this morning again are calling for for reductions in emissions uh, in transport yeah. because of the six percent increase we saw yeah now we probably have a uh, continuous weld uh, line uh, railway lines now as distinct from uh, the clickety clack that we used to have uh, probably most of the railway lines um, and that's grand. Therefore, they can be, um, you know, rendered higher speeds with uh, some engineering. What about the permanent ways that may no longer have tracks still on them? How many of those are there? Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head how many of those are there, but I know in, in some of the ones that have been muted to be reopened is the main one is the Waterford to Wexford line. And I'm pretty sure most of that alignment is still there and that could be reopened. There's also talk of extending the, the Western Rail Corridor up to Clare Morris. Again, I think a lot of that alignment is still there. 
But as we said already, this is not something that we're going to click our fingers and have in the next five years. It is a 25 year mm-hmm. plan before all of this is put in place. Yeah. And the, the final thing, Brian, is uh, I've seen in the UK where they have a railway line, a local railway line and a, a single carriage train. You know, it's the engine and the passenger compartment, like a bus effectively on rails. Um, you know, for local, they even could be autonomous for local use. Something like that. All I think everything is on the table to be looked at for this to, to try and encourage people onto rail. Um, but but yes, I've seen those as well. They're quite effective. You would have to maybe balance the you know the carbon footprint of that versus maybe an electric or a hydrogen bus. But definitely anything like that, anything at all that we can do to increase the number of services to, to across the country um, is vital at this stage. Brian Caulfield, Associate Professor of the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.